Schooltech Hurley's the only GA approved synthetic Hurley on the market are now proud sponsors of the Backdoor GAA Club Hurling Championship Show. Cooltech Hurleys come in sizes from size 24 right up to size 36, with colour options available from size 24 up to size 32. Buy online at www.cooltech.ie. Hello and you're welcome to the Club Hurling Championship Show. Glad to be joined by Brian Barry and Cork Camogie goalkeeping coach uh, Sean Kremen. Um, Sean, I suppose first we'll go to you first and the Cork action. Um, some surprises, I suppose. The probably biggest surprise is Dolus being out because with all those players they had with the club first, everyone thought it was going to be the year and Blackrock beating them by five points is a bit of an upset. Um, yeah, not too sure if I'd agree with that, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I did get abuse off there last week that uh, I, I ducked the prediction for that game, but <laughs> I think it was just a question that we never got. Um, I would have actually predicted the BlackRock win. Um, I just think there's a bit more balance to their team. Uh, and I kind of got most of the second half now yesterday. I just thought they did... Um, there was a bit more physicality to their game. Uh, and I just thought their use of the ball was a lot more efficient. Um, obviously then like Michael O'Halloran and look at Cork's senior panelist kind of hasn't really made the full breakthrough on the inter-county scene yet but absolutely shot the lights out in the first half um, Alan Connolly then another big up-and-coming prospect but like at the back there just seemed to be some good good defensive defensive cohesion within Blackrock two cashmans back there Daniel Meany was kind of working as a good link man then from midfield upwards so yeah I wasn't overly shocked by it um, Douglas did kind of when it kind of came to the crunch. Thought they definitely went for goals too early. Um, they did two kind of twenty-one yard frees. Shane Kingston went for goal on both of them. Uh, like I think the way the the, the free taking has gone these days, I think they went five on the line from a full twenty-one yards out. Realistically, it's only a fellow like TJ Reid or, or uh, Joe Canning is going to stick those. Um, so they're kind of the points were the better options on those occasions. Uh, but yeah, no, look, good game. Uh, <clears throat> said it was going to be the tastiest clash of the weekend, and I think kind of definitely was in terms of quality. I think if there was a crowd there, there would have been a fairly electric atmosphere. And uh, I think, look, credit to Blackrock. Um, they're they're well positioned now to have a good assault on, the, on their first title in a long time. Yeah, and they'll have to take huge confidence, obviously, being defeated in I'm, by I'm O'Killy in the final four. And since I'm O'Killy are out now, they'll have to take huge confidence. I know Glenn are the standout team. But apart from the rest, you wouldn't say there's a lot between the rest of Peck and Oidy. Yeah, I think that with what's left anyway, Glenn and Blackrock are definitely the standout too. Um, strongly favoured really um, to get into the final. Uh, kind of a, an old powerhouse of a final now that hasn't been seen around Cork for a while. So, so some of the traditionalists will be delighted. But uh, no, I think Blackrock. But look, they, Blackrock have a good balanced team. Like they were, they were maybe going back <clears throat> a couple of years, they were winning an awful lot under it, um, and they kind of got overhyped, really, to be honest with you. Like they were kind of winning, winning, winning under fourteen, under sixteen. But it's kind of taken them a bit of time, and there seems to be just a cohort of good players there at the moment. I think the thing that's really standing out to me is their is their physicality and their conditioning. Uh, like they look like a very strong, well conditioned team. Uh, like there's a good balance there between big men, strong men, but there's a mobility factor there too, and they're moving the ball quite well on top of that. So no, I think I think Blackrock are, are well positioned. Yeah, then um, nothing really between Sarsfields and Aaron's own. I suppose Sarsfields 
be disappointed because they were looking to push on this year, but um, Aaron's own just scraping over the line in the end. Yeah, like, <clears throat> I think, look, I think it was a shock. Um, no, I think the game was a lot closer than a lot of people would have anticipated. I wasn't surprised that it was a close game. Again, going back to the main two points last week, that the, the local rivalry, uh, like these are two literally very, very neighbouring clubs that don't like each other. <laughs> so, like that, that, that does come for something when it comes to a knockout game. Um, and I suppose like there's a doggedness that Aaron Zone have shown in their three performances in the group. Uh, they were trailing by a lot against Blackrock, they were trailing by a lot against Bishopstone. And again, it was a last-minute equalising goal that got them into the knockout stages against Newtown Chandram. Uh, so, look, they, they were well-positioned to, 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 to give it a rattle. Um, and I mentioned last week that the thing that kind of stood out about Sars in the group stages was kind of the influx of youth that was in their squad. Uh, and look, maybe it was just the case that that inexperience actually slightly cost them. Um, they haven't come through a very tough group with Middleton and Douglas. Um, there just might have been a sense that, look, OK, we've beaten two of the stronger teams in the championship. Right, Aaron's owner, an ageing team. Even if we're at 80%, we probably should just go over the line. But look, that just didn't happen. Uh, and look, I think the, the, the amazing passage of play at the end has been well documented with James Finn getting the, the hurley thrown in at him. But whatever about the hurley being thrown in, the, the hook was absolutely incredible. Like Liam Healy was going through, had a chance to it. I think, to be fair, he was right to go for the goal. The chance opened up. Uh, and it was just incredible defending from Aaron's own, incredible resilience. Um, I think anyone can see with the scenes at the final whistle just how much that win meant to them. Um, and yeah, I, don't, I think bonus territory is, is definitely a case to be said for Aaron's own by getting to the semi-final of the Cork uh, Senior Championship, particularly in the new format. But look, they're there. They've come through, again, a relatively tough group and they've after beaten one of the favourites for the championship. So it should be interesting to see how they, how they move on. Yeah, the final quarter-final then, um, UCC beating the PSG. Um, 311 and 220, and um, Shane Conway and Mark Coleman just pulling all the strings for UCC, really. Yeah, like it was, again, look, I tipped Pierce, I thought, with again the fact that a lot of the UCC players would have had alternative club matches um, earlier that weekend. I always just I have that inkling for the club team when it comes to playing a division or a college. Uh, but look, UCC, look, it's a strong team on paper. Uh, look, I think, like, no, like when you're seeing three to four lads in Tipperary lining up for a college in the Cork Senior Hurling Championship, it's like, okay, look, they've, they've always been there. I've more really should look, to be honest, I'd be, I'd be a UCC hurling man myself when I spent a good bit of time there during my college year. So UCC hurling is something that, I, that I, I, I'd have a passion for. But I just think in terms of like participation in the Cork Senior Hurling Championship, like maybe if it's kept the Cork players, then there's kind of a... I suppose a thought process there that having UCC in the championship can kind of help to help to develop more, more Cork players, for example. Like if you have like again a David Lowney, for example, hurling with Clannacilty, he's never really going to be playing senior club hurling unless something dramatic happens. So should he be afforded to play it, to an opportunity to play in the Cork Senior Hurling Championship? I believe he should. But again, when just looking at some of the team lineups from last night, it's I don't know, it's 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 not my cup of tea overall, to be honest. But look, they're there on merit. Like they had to play one game to get to the quarterfinal. All right, they were playing in Oki League, were three in a row champions, but still, then playing one game against other teams, having to play three games, ending up in a quarterfinal. I'm not going to lie, I don't think it's very fair for this year, anyway, in particular. 
it's probably especially only a only a problem when they're winning, Sean, isn't it? Like they're um but I, I, I don't I wouldn't say that to be honest. Like I think that's it's a bit of a lazy one to throw out yeah. there to like that. Uh, well it probably comes to light a bit more when they're winning. I, I mean yeah. it kinda of, it took U C D I think three in a row to win in Dublin and yeah. Ireland country for them to be removed yeah, in the noughties, you know. And yeah, like, reading that they haven't won it since 1970 as well. Like if they were to go on and win it now mm-hmm. for the first time in what 50 years this year now it would be. But one thing interesting about them though, you, you look around and you see like Markell, Paddy Cadell, and from Tip, Paddy O'Loughlin from Limerick. There's a Watford player in there. I wonder now with Inter County back, I wonder how kind of enthusiastic Liam Sheedy or John Kiley or Liam Cahill or yeah. somebody like that would be now. In terms of okay, well and good, you're playing your own championship. If you're playing a club game in Tip, that's fine. But if you're going down playing a court championship game, you know, for a team outside our county, I'm wondering how enthusiastic they'd be about letting their players go down and play those games. So it'll be interesting for the semi final. But yeah, no, very, very fair point. But it, that just kind of adds to it, though. Like, you know, it's the uncertainty yeah. of the team that they're going to have. Like, and it's just, yeah. Like, I think if just if a process is put in place that had them adequately in the championship, then I'm all for it. But right now, there's just too much uncertainty in terms of the team selection. Like, it was a massive bugbear in mind a few years ago when you had, like, basically, if you have relegation from a championship and then there's teams in the championship that aren't eligible for relegation, to me, that's just very, very wrong. And that's going to be my biggest bugbear with the, with the divisions and colleges' participation, to be honest, regardless of whether they're winning or losing. I just think that you have a team in a championship that aren't eligible for relegation and a club can go down. I just think that's wrong. Absolutely. Um, Brian, moving over to the Antrim Senior Ireland final, Dunloy making it back-to-back titles, 2-20-2-13. People were probably tipping Lockheel. Lee Motson's last game might have been written in the stage for Lockheel to win, but um, Dunloy didn't make mature that, no complacency. And... Uh, a comfortable seven-point win for them in the end. Yeah, they were brilliant. Brilliant game, actually, uh, on TG Carter there yesterday afternoon. Like, um, uh, Dunloy full value for their win. Like, was it was even though it was a game of two halves, it was level at half time, but it was such a such a wind. Like, in terms of against the wind, the goalkeepers were struggling to get their puck outside of their own half, and then uh, going up the other end, those puckouts were landing in on top of the full forward line. So you kind of had an inkling that it's really advantage Dunloy here. They'd played against the wind and they were level at the break and they just it was that third quarter they just pulled away a string of points even like um in injury time lee watson kind of inspired a bit of a comeback he got a, uh, a, a goal from a free and they got another late goal as well put a big, bit of a gloss on the scoreline but Deloy were i suppose full value for their win uh kevin malloy in the middle of the park was kind of their main man i think he was uh he he was kind of doing the driving of it he uh i think he I'm not too sure whether he got credited with the goal in the end, but uh, I think it was the corner forward kind of scooped it in. He was coming in on a rebound, Kevin Malloy shot. Uh, goalkeeper saved it anyway. It was just on the line and both Malloy and the corner forward were running in. I think the cameras panned to the corner forward. It was given the fist pump and given it large, but that's sure fair play to him, a goal in the county final. But I don't think uh, I'd say there were a few words in the dressing room afterwards. But I just think it's, it's probably... I don't think it's through anybody's fault, but you know, just uh, I think it highlights the lack of um, the lack of a provincial championship this year in the club. Like see Schlock Neil coming through the Derry final as well, and they had a cracker of a game last year. And uh, like Schlock Neil against the Antrim champions the last few years have been great games. So it, it's kind of a pity you'd almost love to see Dunloy shape up against Schlock Neil in the game now, uh, but obviously that's like true. 
out of our hands in this year and it's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, would would have been great to see. But yeah, just going back to the game, great game of hurling. Just goes to show the standard of Antrim hurling up there um, in a few of the clubs up in the north of the county. It'd be great to see them, uh, I suppose, reproducing that uh, standard at inter-county level. Absolutely. Um, I suppose, Sean, moving to the um, Kilkenny Senior Championship semi-finals, heartbreak for James Stevens, like to get so close to Ballyhale and like you just feel for them because the man Cheddar Plunkett over them brings such passion to the table and Ongil Foy 112 was tr- trying his hardest like and it was just a difference really of Colin Fenley with 2-5 and TJ Reid with 1-8. Yeah it's just kind of that that standard when like the game comes to the melting point and TJ just says look lads I've had enough there and just I'm going to catch this and I'm either going to put it over the bar or I'm going to win a free or he's going to pass it off to somebody else and it's just yeah it's just you know to be fair as you said like the James Stevens they, they were brilliant um like even watching the first half kind of all right tit for tat starting off next minute Valley Hill two goals which is this this might get ugly but next minute before you know it draw a match at half time or sorry I think the, the village went in a point up at half time and then they just kicked on again in the second half um there was just no standard performance from them it was just an element of what more could we have done um I think like there was maybe two or three instances there towards the end of the game where like they had chances to kind of put points over. Like at one stage they went for a goal where a point just would have been the better option, would have kept them in front, um, or kind of given them just that extra bit of breathing space that might have forced Ballyhale to go for goals. I suppose just having a few scores over the bar. Um, but like again, I think well it looked like a very fruitful and young uh, James Stevens team. So obviously, look the future is very bright if they're going up to compete with, compete with the likes of Bally Hill. But yeah, look, Colin Fenley, the scoreline speaks for himself. But like it just literally was again, TJ. Look, I've had enough here, lads. I, I want to win this game, and he just won it. Like I think there was like just two long puck outs. Just yeah, right hand up, catch it. I think he kind of set up a go- set up scores, and it's just like he's just a phenomenal uh, player. <clears throat> definitely has to be up there one of the all-time greats at this stage you know I don't think even like in, in an era where kind of the term goal is used very loosely I just think that like TJ he's just been absolutely phenomenal the last three or four years I think he's played he's played the game to to, to another level um, and he seems to almost be getting better with age but yeah as I said again just TJ he had enough he decided he wanted to win and he won and Bally Hale won Exactly, <laughs> it's that simple, really. And um, the other game, Brian Dixborough, comfortable enough against Olafton Gales. Shane Stapleton at centre forward was outstanding. It's amazing, really. Bill Sheen, the corner forward, like so hard to stop him because he's such a low centre of gravity. Like, but and Killian Buckley sweeping up and playing probably back to his best for Dixborough. But you'd have to say, really, it's the two best teams in Kilkenny in the county final. Well, uh, uh, it'll, I suppose it'll remain to be seen um if the county final is one-sided that's a statement i suppose mightn't do age too well on james stevens you know because they put belly hell to the pin of their collar but yeah dixburg they, they're the last team other to than belly hell to win it they got they were beaten by Kula, i think in the leinster semi-final there a few years ago in 2017 but um yeah like as, as you say they've like it was an impressive win. It was one of the harder games called last weekend, uh, going into it. like a locking games, you could have flicked a coin on that and it was actually quite comprehensive the scoreline in the end. So uh that was eye catching, but it's levels and it's the next level and how do you do you go about stopping Bally Hale? You of course Killian Buckley straight on T J Reid and we saw there the other day if you mark T J Reid out of the game, they have so many 
game winners, Ballyhill, we obviously said about them, but if you mark out TJ Reid, they'll have um like uh on Cody or obviously Colin Fenley back two five the other day or okay, Adrian Mullen is injured right now and they're coping without him, like you know, so that's just testament to Holly Hale. We'll always say it's just they're the best club team in the country at the moment for a reason and um they just have so much firepower all throughout the field and um they're not relying on one player. So yeah, in that form you'd have to say Bally Hale are the favourites, but just harping going back to the um the unlocking scales match with well, you mentioned it there, kind of the, the guys who did the danger, Ken Sapien and Bill Sheehan, but it's um yeah, it's a step up now for the county final to see if they can do it. Exactly. Um, moving to the Clare um, Senior Hurling Championship, a surprise result here, Sean. Ballet being beaten, probably predicted to be uh, Ballet Six Mile Bridge, but O'Callaghan Mills, Pat Donnan, very central, and uh, Gary Cooney from the Clare Seniors, but. It's, it's probably the biggest upset of the weekend because Ballet looks set and from seeing them on the quarterfinal on TV, they looked in very good form. Tony Kelly with 11 uh, carrying them through, but huge result here for O'Callaghan Mills. Yeah, like it's pretty pretty amazing that Tony Kelly hits one eight from playing the club game and then ends up on the losing side. Uh, so like it's phenomenal scoring by anyone's feet. Uh, but yeah, like just looking at look, Callahan's Mills, when I hear the name, all I can think of is PJ O'Connell from the 90s and probably showing my age there with the, the flailing mullet at centre forward breaking up play. But yeah, it's still at their first final since 93 and they're going for their first title since 1937. So promises to be an interesting one. Like obviously you're probably going to come to Six Mile Bridge in a second with like their one point victory. It's kind of interesting to see if does that make them almost like are they struggling or limping a bit or is it a bit of a wake up call for them? Yeah, look, big surprise result. It seemed to be very kind of late round, um, a 65th minute goal. So I imagine there was a, a, a lot a lot of roaring and a lot of yahooing going on there from the O'Callaghan Mills crowd. But uh, yeah, look, promises to be interesting to see now how they shape up in the final. Yeah, and uh, Six Mile Bridge getting over the line there by a point. People were predicting it was going to be Aero's year, former Clare manager uh, Jerry O'Connor over them. Danny Russell was superb, really, but. Discipline really um, costing Aerog in the end. Alex Moore hit 10 points, and I presume the majority of them for, were from freeze because that's where he gets most of his scores from. Yeah, uh, Davey into another final, looking for another bit of silverware to add to the collection. But he's um, just obviously that um, Kratlow's incident earlier in the championship um, obviously kind of delayed the whole thing, and Aerog were actually back to back weeks. I wonder with. Somebody like Davey, who's in charge, is like so meticulous over Six Mile Bridge. He's not the type of person who wouldn't be studying every inch of an opposition team. So I'd say he got a good look at Aerog in their win against Fecal there last week and kind of got them figured out. But you mentioned it was like the game of fine margins. It's a game I didn't see now, but I'd imagine like your look. It's hard to analyse a game you didn't see when it's a one point margin either way. But Six Mile Bridge, you fancied them to go through. They did get the job done. Aerog, as you mentioned, were fancy and probably have a few big names as well to push away. But yeah, they'll bring get the job done and they'll probably go in as favourites to their county final as well. Um, then moving close to their, um, the Limerick semi finals, um, Doom defeating Kilmallock, and I suppose the impressive thing here is Sean, Darrow Donovan out injured, Richie English out with crucial injury, um, Jack Ryan gets two goals, and um, Pat Ryan scores seven points. Um, but like to have two of them players out and to beat a quality side like Kilmallock comfortably as well, really a late goal from Graham O'Kay probably doing 
the scoreline um, a bit of justice there, but um, massive result for Dune. Yeah, very surprising, really. Um, just as you said, the, the, what seemed like a fairly fairly comfortable victory. Um, just a, it was a late Graham McCarthy goal, almost putting a bit of glass on the scoreboard. Uh, and like it's, you'll be, I suppose, like the big test lies ahead um, against the Piercing. But like you, you, you'd wonder, are the Piercing secretly happy that Kilmallock are no out of the championship? Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they can kick on. Uh, they were in the final recently, uh, done some big players, but look, big test coming up for them against like. Again, Kilmallock, they were in all Ireland final lots of long ago. Again, some prominent names in that team. Um, they're showing lots of quality. They were very, very impressive in the earlier rounds of the Limerick Championship. And look, maybe they, they, I think they had five weeks off or something before before this game. Maybe that didn't do them any favours either. But look, Dooner is going to be delighted. They're in the county final and they, they have 60 minutes away from potentially destiny. And then um, the other results, Napierty and Treaton Patrick's well, 122 to 17 points. Obviously, key for Patrick's well, really, out of three county players, Jeremy Burns, Keane Lynch, and Aaron Galan. And it appears you're really able to get a hold on top of them, like, and it shows the ruthlessness within the Napierty team. Kevin Downs has taken off after 28 minutes, like, and to take off a player of that quality. And former Tipperary coach Declan Fanning involved, so that just shows the intent within this Napierty team this year, Brian. Yeah, uh, I think Sean mentioned it there, like just to break, and that was actually eye catching a team across both semi finals. Is that the two teams that topped their group and got a buy into the semi final, they ended up being beaten? Um, w- whether that's just one off schedule this year, or whether it's actually a uh, I know that they restructured the tournament down there, so perhaps that's just that's just a quirk of the of the 2020 kind of condensed schedule. But the fact that everybody's on about how condensed the championships are and we have to play week on week and suddenly t- teams are getting a big um, break like that it is kind of a, a bit of a scratcher but yeah Napier should like you mentioned big names for Patrick's well but Napier should probably remain one of the top club teams in the country like it's just mm-hmm. 12 months ago they were they were odds on favourites to win an All-Ireland title and they weren't even out of the county yet so like we saw them the last few years when they they won their All Ireland in 2016, and when they got back there in 2018, and they've been winning counties for fun the, the last decade really, and we know all about them. Um, I saw William Hen uh, scored a good few points from play. I'm not too familiar with him. I'm not sure if he's a younger guy now, but um, but then you just look at that forward line. There's players who can do it. David Dempsey was just like an inch the team really, and kind of got got a look in during the league, but. You have William O'Donoghue in there in the middle of the park. Players like Peter Casey, Kevin Downs, Conor Boylan as well. They're always going to do damage. There's firepower all over that team. And they've demand markers as well. I'd imagine Mike Casey was a guy who's doing a job on Galan in play. But um, yeah, the pair should, again, they're probably one of the strongest club teams about, really. If you were ranked, had to power rank the top few club teams in the country, they'd be up there with Ballyhale Camrocks right now. And as I say, it's a pity. Just to cry and shame, almost one of the best tournaments in uh, the GA really fell by the wayside this year. So it was always fascinating to wonder, is okay, this team are going well in Tipperary and this team are going well in Limerick. I wonder how they started up each other. But yeah, um, yeah they're through to another final. And as we say, Doom can't be taken too lightly um, at your peril, I suppose, the Malik found out possibly. But um, yeah, they're, they'll go into that final as strong favourites, you'd have to think. Yeah, just uh, to run through a couple of results here, the least senior championship results, 
Clock Valley Call 426, Castletown 11 points, Rose and Alice 212, Boris and, Os and Ossery Kilcotton 113, Camros 216, Ballon Kill 17 points, Ratdown Eric 225, Habilix 17 points, Mary Cavanaugh 115 there, Offaly Senior Hurling Championship results. Bird 319, Kildare 11 points, Belmont 118, Ballamere 111, Kilcormac Clyde 319, Sayre Kieran 219, St. Rhinus 123, Shinron 315. Um, and then in the Mayo County final, um, Ballyhonus 115, Terrain 112. Um, so they're the results of the weekend. But um, thanks a million for your time, the lads. No worries, Paul.